Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just want to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh yeah, I know that podcast. I just want to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Bhushan Kumar. And I'm Sunny Grohl. How are you doing today, Sunny? I'm really good. It's another beautiful midweek meet in the park. Yeah, so this is our like our makeshift studio. <laughs> the birds are singing behind us. Aww. There's greenery everywhere. I it's... love this part of the park. It's a royal park made for royal queens like us. <laughs> well, we are royalty, so <laughs> how's your week been? It's been a really nice week. I'm off this week, so getting to relax and do some workouts, which I've been neglecting during lockdown. I was really good at the beginning. Yeah. And I got lazy in the middle, and now I'm like, I need to get back into it. Keep these hips nice and smooth. <laughs> well, they don't lie, do they? <laughs> How was your week? Yeah, my week was good. Um, I've been uh, watching lots of Netflix. What have um, you watched? So there's a new show called Indian Matchmaking. I saw a clip for that, and I was thinking I need to watch that and talk to you about it. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's something for us to discuss at a later date, okay, but it's very interesting. And the one way it's like that kind of like trashy TV that we love, you know, that whole kind of like, well, I've got to keep watching this yes. and see what happens. Blah, blah. But at the same time, like there's a lot they, well, there's a, there's a deeper conversation to have around. We need own. to, yeah. And yeah. there's a few things you recommended to me this week that I've been watching. I know, your recommendation good. list keeps growing and growing. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> Every time Sunny's like, I've just job. seen this. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this series. I was like, yeah, but have you seen so-and-so? <laughs> have you seen this? And you've been watching Below Deck as well. Oh, I love Below Deck. I finished um, Selling Sunset the first two seasons. <gasps> so rapid fire. And then I was straight into Blow Deck. Isn't and, it the best show? Oh my honestly. god! I love that sort of trash. It's like you need to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now I know. It's on, I know. Um, Netflix. Yes. Get, get through those first two seasons, and yeah, you'll be hooked. I cannot wait. Honestly, I'm so yes. excited. Like to because apparently Christine Quinn is being approached uh, from Selling Sunset is being approached for a Real oh, Housewives. She's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, she's the best. Honestly. So, so. which one is she going to be in the Beverly Hills? I think so, but um, oh, I'm not okay. sure. There's like talk of it, but okay. you know, you know how these rumors like abound beforehand. Like <laughs> they manifest it into. <laughs> <laughs> so no doubt she'll be there soon enough. I want to see her in a black wedding dress. And pick that clip. I saw at the end. I yeah, saw that way. teaser. Because I've already done. Tw- that re- got released in 2020. So are they doing two seasons per year now? It seems like, yeah. They've, it looks like they've recorded like a whole batch and then yeah. split it into two. Because we're so, worried about lockdown. Yeah. So yeah. possibly lo- even before lockdown, I think they had it like yeah. planned and then they were like okay. August. And I think yeah. I watched it back in like April or May and I was like, no, how am I going to wait till August? And like... Like, you know, now August is around the corner. So I was like, thank God for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't want to wish our holidays away, but I can't wait until August. <laughs> I know. It's just like, hurry up, get us oh, a screen God. or something. <laughs> but yeah, so we were going to talk about The Boy Is Mine. Was that yes. Today's topic. It's yeah. very exciting. So you said this would be your mastermind subject if you... Um, it would have to be. I need one of those beautiful leather chairs and the perfect lighting. <laughs> I can be the old fart asking you questions. What's your name? Your occupation? Where are you from? Your special subject. Your subject? <laughs> the Boy's Mind by Brandy and Monica. Would you be like The Boy's Mind? Or would you be like The Boy's Mind? The Boy's you Mind? Like the Boy's Mind. Boy. <laughs> well, I thought in the spirit of that, before we do our deep dive into The yes. Boy's Mind, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Oh, Mastermind style. I love this. So let's dim the lights, everybody. Oh, God. The sun's going down. Exactly. Everyone. Quiet in the studio. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm just going to ask you five random questions okay, about the boy's mind. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's see what you know. Okay, so how many weeks was the boy's mind at the top of the US Billboard 100? Oh, this was record breaking. It was the unlucky 13, but it was lucky for them. <laughs> 13 weeks, that's yes. correct. Um, who, so 
Mm-hmm. I really should have. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right I should have written that question better. I'm just Give reading my. Read I'm reading from my cue card here. I'm taking this very seriously. Yeah, and like, I love you know, it. I'm, I'm kind it. of like, you know, messing up my life. Um, what uh, song inspired the boy's mind? Oh, it's a very good question. It was um, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl is mine. The girl is mine. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes of and course. then for a bonus point, do you know what year that was released? No, it can't be 60. MJ, um, 72? Oh, I'm afraid that's it. You were 10 years off. It was 1982. 82, damn it. You were almost there. I can't believe I said 60. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, next question. What was the name, which show did Brandy perform The Boy's Mine on solo, which apparently ignited their alleged feud? Jay Leno's. Jay's Leno. Tonight's Jay Leno. Tonight's show. Correct. Um, so this was actually uh, The Boy's Mind by Brandy and Monica was the yes. first female collaboration since 1979 to get to oh, number no. one what was that collaboration in 1979 that got to number one 1979 collaboration I can give you a bit of a yeah of, can give me some sort of like ballpark um, so 1979 um, this artist uh, her surname is a season Okay, yes, yes. I've got the first lady, yeah. And Donna then Summers. the second lady... Do you say Anne Summers? Donna Summers. <laughs> we can stop <laughs> looking at that mic. This <laughs> is like, Anne Summers, that, that's lingerie, not a singer. Right, so you, <laughs> you got one. And the second artist was... Um, she's a major icon. She's absolutely beautiful. Coach, the brand, actually just did a whole range dedicated to I thought they, Kate Coach made a range out of her. <laughs> That's right, yes, Skin they use her remains, yeah. <laughs> Is she dead? No, oh, she's, she's very alive, alive and happening. She was recently in Meet the Fockers. Um, oh, um, and there's a musical about her as well. Yes. Um, oh, Barbara Streisand. Yes. Yeah, oh, I Donna's love song. her. So you know that song, Enough is Enough? Yes, yes. That oh, was, so that, 1979, that was the collab. And then not till, uh, you know, 1998 was when um, The, the Boys The next mind. number one duet. A female collaboration. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that? They nailed it. They really did. And you nailed that as well. Well done. That was yes. You got all those I questions. I could see right all the answers through <laughs> <laughs> And I'm literally like kind of flapping my page around. <laughs> you gave me some great clues. All right. Well, listen, while we're going to get the studio lights back up and get everything going, <laughs> get the we'll take a quick break and we're going to be back. Excuse me. Can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do I keep getting this wrong? We are going to tattoo those lyrics on your thighs. I need to, honestly. (laughs) I always get this wrong. We normally end up fighting in a club over getting it wrong. (laughs) But the audience love it, though. This is our party piece, essentially. It's the the best. It's our magic trick. Um, So I think we want to talk about the inspiration behind our podcast, which is this amazing song, The Boy Is Mine, by Brandy and Monica from 1998, which I can't believe. It's been 22 years since... This song was recorded. 22 years. 22 years is a really long time. Mm. I feel like it was yesterday when I first heard it. And we're going to kind of do a deep dive into this song and also talk a little bit actually now about what kind of inspired this and our kind of connection to the song. Yeah, absolutely. So then tell me about the first time we talked about this song. Um, I think when we... uh, So that iconic first meet and actually no it was I think it might have been when we I met for the first time so after the whole ANTM kind <laughs> of like Tyra was Von Tyra, Tyra Tyra first always um, but I think we I can't remember I think we just hit on it by accident and it was like kind of out oh, of the boy's mind and then we were like discussing it and it's something we always brought up <laughs> 
And then like we tried to do the, the introduction, and like I always get it wrong. But like, you, it's still hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Like I said before, like it's something that you can't really improvise. And no. <laughs> I'm kind of like I'm going to improvise it, and it's like no, you stick to the script when it comes to that. But um, yeah, I would also love every time we would talk about someone or see some like some hot guy, it'd be like. Excuse me, can I please start you? We're almost like two sentences away from that breakdown. Literally, if you see our WhatsApp conversations, oh, every it can be marked everywhere. Like if you like put a search and find, it'd be like, excuse me, can I please talk to you? Please, don't talk to you. you can literally punctuate all the conversation. It's so funny, and then you know it gets really deep when it's like you need to give, give it. it. That's normally like the exit moment, or like when like you know when we're, we're, if we ever like don't agree on something, it's like you need to throw in the towel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I love done. that bridge. What it's... a metaphor as well! That's such a fabulous <laughs> metaphor. They they killed it with that song. So shall we? I think we should deep dive into the song. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we're going to start with a question about when you first heard the song "The Boy Is Mine." Bush and tell me about that experience. I want to know where you were, what you were doing, mm. what you felt. <laughs> so I was in. Um, so you can calculate my age from this, probably. I was in sixth form at the time. Okay. So that's. Um, I was around six. How old was I? Nineteen ninety-eight. I was seventeen. Okay. And um, I was coming up to seventeen, I think. Mm. And then I heard that we in, in school we had our common room. And there used Loved to be it. the tape player, cassette player. That's right. So children, we used to, this is how we used to listen to music. We didn't have Spotify, none of the streaming. Analog. Analog, exactly. You had to carry around a cassette. And if you wanted to listen to music, port- portable music, you had to have like a Walkman. And you had to have batteries, which you put so into retro. it. Oh, my God. And then your headphones would break and, oh. It so was, yeah. it was crazy. So there was um, somebody who brought a tape in and it had this song on it. And oh I was like, God. oh, my God, this song is amazing. And yeah, because I remember in that time it was all about tapes and like CDs had just come. See, I told you I'm old. <laughs> CDs had just come in. And, like, they even, were the future. And I remember like, I used to go and buy music every like Saturday. So oh. I had a Saturday job. So I'd go to HMV. So my Saturday job was in Oxford Circus. Felt like the centre of the Name world drop. back then. Exactly. <laughs> oh, did I mention W one? Like you know, W one holes, everyone. Hashtag W one. Um, and so I used to work really near the big. There used to be a big HMV, oh. and I just remember going to after work, popping to HMV that week, and I'd buy whatever pop track you know was on. So it'd be like a Spice Girls, or it'd be like oh, a Britney um, or a Destiny Child. Amazing so, time. Uh, yeah. And so I heard the song first in the common room, and I was like, right, I've got to have it. And then I went and bought the tape because I was cheap. Cause in the first, <laughs> they were more expensive. Did you know, in the first week of buying it, do you remember? Like the CD used to be one ninety nine, and yeah. the tape was ninety nine pence. So you'd always be like, oh, I got a pound. So exactly. buy a penny know. sweet with a exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not going to have a chocolate this week. I'm going to buy a single instead for ninety nine p. And also, if you're thinking, where does a chocolate cost ninety nine p? Or Central London. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheap for Central London, especially back then. Exactly. How about you? Where did you first hear the song? So I. So just to kind of rewind a little bit. So the reason I heard it, I think, is because I got shamed by some girl at school <gasps> for not knowing, as it all saints did, a Lady Marmalade at yeah. the time, maybe a, a little bit earlier. Hmm. And so I was like, have you not heard it yet? And I was like, Ugh, no, because it's a basic song. But I should. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I need to swap up on my music. You need to give it up. That's what you need to do. It's not hard to see. (laughs) So I was like, that's it now. I'm going to start watching MTV because I love music, but I'm not really into it. Yeah. So I just literally threw on MTV. The little clip I got was when they were doing a chart rundown. Oh, yeah. 
and it was just like probably even 10 seconds and I was like oh is that Moesha <laughs> and I was like oh my god that's Brandy from Moesha yeah. and I was like oh my god I love this and I only had like had probably 10 seconds of it and I was hooked from that tiny little bit mm. and then I just waited and waited I thought it's going to be played again I'm sure it'll be played yeah. again and I kept waiting I think it took a few days and I recorded it it was back in the day of VHS see kids we didn't we couldn't just no. type it in and watch it we had to wait for that exactly shit. you yeah. had to be so grateful mm-hmm. and I remember recording that video and it had that stupid intro I think Trevor Nelson was talking all over it it was pre-MTV <laughs> base as well it was, it was Sky back in the day yeah. when you changed channel it took a few it took seconds years to... it was like that moment in the ring when it's all black and like fuzzy <laughs> and white noise and then eventually cleared up and I was like I've got it and I rinsed it after that I, that was the moment and that's when I was walking into school saying have you heard The Boy's Mind by Brent you were like excuse me can I you went up to that girl and you were like excuse me can I please talk to you <laughs> she was like yeah do you know you look kind of familiar it's my friend's sister she yeah. had good intentions <laughs> where is she now because um, I also remember like you know you were lucky you had MTV because they used to play the full video yes but if you were like me and like your dad wouldn't let you get Sky oh, no. so we had to like slum it with Top of the Pops and well I say slum it but still it slum amazing. it with Top of the Pops and Chart Show you had and, a TV license TV license <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We were <laughs> we were bossing. Let me tell you, um, but we ha- they never played the full video, oh. so they would always start it from the middle. So you'd either miss I the bridge, that. or you'd be in the song and you'd get into character and like come up to the best bit. You know, it's like you know they're kind of back and forth, I love that. and then they'd be like, yeah, "All right, coming up next week." You're like, "No, the song is finished. finished. How yeah. dare you?" Not like, I, I didn't realize that the, for so long until I saw the complete video. I can't remember how. I think I went to someone's house who had MTV. And then I didn't realise at the end that they both turned yes. up at his house, open, you know, that, you know and, and they're all together. I mean, that is the crucial part of the video as well. I can't believe that with Top of the Pops, I mean, you know, rest in peace. But yeah. it was a great moment, but they didn't really know how to no, honour songs. Like, that was, was our, a long That song. was education. And that was like, you know, they, they compromised on our education. Because oh, that song is just like so, like, kind of educated and stuff. And I mean, like, you know, those albums as well, like... <sighs> I mean, let's talk about those two albums, oh shall God. we? Next. So, like, Pop Quiz, what was the al- what was Brandy's album called? Never Say Never. And what was Monica's album called? The Boy's Mind. Yes. And that was a shady moment by Monica naming her <laughs> album The Boy's Mind. Do you think it was shady or do you think it was um, commercially savvy? Because I if you think agree. about it, like, to be honest, I'll be total disclosure. Clo- <laughs> can't speak properly. Um, total disclosure, mm. I didn't hear of Monica until The Boy's Mind. I, same situation as me as well. I knew of Brandy only because of Moesha. I, lo- yeah. I mean, it's back in the day of... Nick- I mean, again, shout-outs to Nickelodeon. Yeah. It was like Moesha, Keenan and Kel. Or Channel 4 if you didn't have Sky. <laughs> <laughs> For the year later, second window repeat, yeah. But, yeah, Sister Sister, all those shows oh, back yeah. in the day. So that's why I knew of Brandy. I hadn't heard Monica until that song, and I just... I mean, I, I loved her, but mm. I didn't yeah no nor did I and then so I think it might have been it's almost like quite savvy as well to have The Boy's Mind as the title only because like I think for an international because I think she was established in America wasn't she she and, was and Brandy was as well yeah no I think and in terms of the background of the song so Brandy had written it yes with um, Dark Child yeah with Dark Child, Dark Child. Dark, one of my favourite producers I like, he's done Telephone by Lady Gaga and so many I other. wish he was producing this because then we'd have to be like at the beginning of every podcast Dark oh. Child <laughs> Now, now. (laughs) (laughs) But he is one of my favourite producers and he has always produced, he's always been Brandy's producer. Yeah. And I think they wrote it together with um, LaShawn Daniels, who's actually 
deceased now. Oh no! I know, and I only knew of him because I, I love more tragedy TV. Um, you know the Braxton Family Values. The, oh they've got yes, a TV show. yes. And then there was a spin-off with um, Tamar. And her really good friend was April, who was married to LaShawn Daniels, who's a producer. Ah. So they're obviously all in the music industry. And he's, he, he died a couple of years ago, which is really sad. But really sad. I think he was like the main driving force in terms of writing the lyrics. But it was a song that Brandy and had, had written with her producers and her group. And then they realized that actually this song is so much more powerful as a duet. Yeah. Because I, I think Brandy actually picked Monica as the person to duet with because yeah. then she said that you know there was this alleged feud that they had exactly. and then she was like well if we do a song together maybe that will put rumours to rest yeah and that's a brilliant idea isn't it in terms of trying to dispel something by kind of adding a bit of feel to it yeah. just kind of poking fun that's how I took it it yeah. wasn't it didn't feel really deep I mean because we didn't know Monica I mean from my perspective I didn't know there was a rivalry because no. no one knew Monica <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her. We don't know her. Sorry. She doesn't Excuse even me, go here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, so I think it was, it was a very good strategic move. And it, it makes sense that Monica chose to call her album The Boy Is Mine because yeah. I don't think anyone really recognised that it was her song as well. From there, exactly. Because it's quite amazing to think about, like, when I was kind of, like, looking into the background of the song... Yeah. Um, that you know at that time there was three amazing vocalists yeah. in america and like one was brandy yeah. one was monica and the other was Aaliyah, oh, sadly departed you know well. but can you imagine if like Aaliyah had been on this i mean it would have been a different song entirely yeah. but i'm just thinking like how so like true. monica was in that kind of like um caliber of artiste you know she had that vocal she has that vocal range and she's very talented and it, i think it's just such an amazing marriage of talent song i, love like, that. You know. I never even thought about potentially could they have put a leer in the song and how that i mean i love a leer and yeah. i think it's just because I'm so used to hearing it as a duet between these two girls. Yes. And because Aaliyah, in terms of her brand at the time, it was always, she wasn't shady and there was no real, I don't know, drama with her. No. Uh, well, there was actually. There was, but, but it was yeah, different drama. Yeah. Um, and I never saw any sort of cattiness with it, even though Brandy and Monica pretended to get along. I think there was a lot of drama surrounding yeah. the entire production of the song. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it would be a, an interesting song to him Aaliyah Aaliyah's version yeah. yeah and I think as well it's testament to Brandy and Monica because they performed this so brilliantly and it was so well produced and so well marketed oh that God. we actually can't conceive of anybody else doing no. it now like you know the only other people really who I can think of are you and me <laughs> <laughs> are we are the only ones we, who deserve to do a cover really the only ones I can cover it as well we'll talk about the Glee version a little bit later oh God <laughs> heresy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that some yeah Glee has a lot to answer for another person that I I keep associating this song now with death because Naya Rivera yeah that was very sad news that was um, and just the you know uh, the Glee car they've gone through a lot haven't they and like you know I think that I think it was like because these shows can you imagine like a song like that or being kind of like released in the digital era because like it yeah. was in the analog era so that's yeah. why we didn't perhaps didn't know who monica was sure. or yeah. this whole rivalry reports we were being fed this through kind of like you know the newspapers and gossip columns yeah. and they were all sharply controlled by you exactly. know publicists who were whereas now like on twitter like um i saw monica was on being interviewed by rupaul because rupaul wow. used to have this talk show and what did she say 
and she was just saying that like we were young back then and yeah. you know we uh, didn't really know and mm. it's so funny because what she said there like uh, it also applies like in Hindi cinema as well there's a lot of rivalries in the same way between um, different actors between different actors and like especially female actresses oh. where they're pitted against each other it's like you know oh she went for your role and she yeah. did this and then there's like there's this war of words and it kind of builds to this animosity and then like but when the two people actually meet, they're like, um, actually, we didn't actually ever talk to each other or know each other. So where did this animosity come from? Yeah, no, it's such, I mean, there was a lot of talk about that at the time. And I remember, I think we got the internet maybe a couple of, maybe around that time, a couple of years later. I think it might have been a bit late. It's so dial-up and broadband, because I remember... when I had the internet. It would have been dial-up, I think, I think point. it would have been, yeah, d- yeah, definitely dial-up. <laughs> Oh God, I remember so that kids, sound. yeah, oh haunting, my God, yeah. So you could, you can be on the phone or the other <laughs> thing at the same time. You're trying to bring someone. The <laughs> <laughs> and you wanted to download something and that, li- oh my God. Yeah, let's not even so go. So slow, but I remember searching everywhere for pictures of Brandy. I was so hooked on Brandy after that song. And I remember like printing all the posters off. I had it on my um, tech folder. <laughs> you know, the one, those plastic sleeves with yeah, like cardboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had two pictures of Brad. So eventually it migrated to pink when yeah. like, she came into my life. But mm. I was so hooked. And I remember searching all about the drama between Brandy and Monica at the time. Mm. And there was loads of, it was blogs back then. There weren't yeah, many blogs. Websites. And also, I was gonna, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say Smash Hits as well. <gasps> Smash Hits was my Bible. Like I used to make sure that after school, I would always run to the newsagent. Because like, I used to tell the newsagent, like, you know, oh, can you keep smash hits for me? And he was always like, oh, why don't you read the football magazine? Uh, and I'd be like, Excuse yeah. you? Yeah, he's an uncle. Like, exactly. Excuse me, can I throw in, the, me? throw in the towel? <laughs> <laughs> you need to give it up, uncle, honestly. Because like, he, and like, you know, even, or I'd say to my mum, I'd be like, mum, can you get me smash hits? And she'd be like, uh, she'd forget. So um, then I was like, right, I've got to take matters into my own hand. So like on my commute home, I'd always make sure that this uncle, luckily there was, um, I changed school at that point. Oh, I love so it. I went to a different school where I had to kind of travel a bit. So there was an uncle who I befriended along the way who had a big news agent. So I was like, uncle, can you keep smash hits for me? <laughs> and bless this uncle. I don't know where he is now, but God bless you wherever you are, uncle. You were my Rodney Jerkins. You were my dark child. <laughs> you looked after me. You made sure I got smash hits every week. And you knew that I didn't like creases or bends or ripped packaging or anything. <laughs> We like creases and bends now. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, it's a totally different story. But back then, like, um, I was like, oh, I love, you know, and he used to give me a pristine copy. He understood that I was a collector and, yeah, God bless you, uncle. So, yeah, but oh, I was thinking, I love like, that. smash hits and stuff and, like, you know, and it wasn't really, the only thing we'd hear is, like, Brandy and Monica feuding again or, you know, Brandy said this or Monica said that and you'd be like, oh, my God. And the actual history, I mean, it leads us nicely on to our next point because, like, who does the boy actually belong to? That's, yeah, that is a good question. I mean, in the video, it was very clear that they didn't have any claim over him. In the end, it was a case of the solidarity between the two of them. Yeah. And I loved that sentiment because I remember hearing Brandy talk about the song hmm. um, when she was being interviewed. She's like, oh, is it written about a personal experience? And I'm not sure if she's being honest about this because I heard rumours that she wrote it about... Um, one of the guys from Boys to Men that she was dating. I who he is. Oh, now. really? And there was someone that he, I think he was cheating on her with someone. Yeah. But then she always told the story about how Jerry Springer inspired. The, yes, the and song. there's a and shot of Jerry Springer in the video. The show. And yeah. she was like, you know, I I found it really hilarious that there's these women battling over a man, but I would never do that. And I, and I loved when she said that, whether or not she completely meant it. But I loved that sentiment that look if someone's cheating on you then he's not worth fighting over and yeah. you don't want to fight with a girl you want to come together with that person yeah. and 
And that's that's the sentiment I love. So I never even thought about who got them because it was very much a case of they didn't want to. No, exactly. Or how did you interpret it? Well, I think in a similar way, like I remember watching the video and then like people would be like, oh, Brandy won that song. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, well, there were... And I would think to myself, hang on, there's, there wasn't really a winner there. And then like having now seen the video kind of in like... Fall. <laughs> in fall. 2020. 2020 on a nice <laughs> HD screen so I could actually see what I was seeing and seeing all the Vaseline on the lens and all of that. Um, I realised that like it's it's re- it's so much more cerebral than I understood, uh, thought it to be in the sense that you'll see that when Monica changes the channel Brandy's TV changes and then Brandy ch- and it's the whole idea of like the girls kind of like in each other's psyche and each yeah. other's thing but there's no kind of it's not disparaging no. there's no kind of like oh you bitch like I'm going to throw this at you or I'm going to throw that it's at you classy. and then also at the and also let's make the other point as well the boy is useless oh he, I mean, like he's happily playing around with both yeah, exactly. of them. Exactly. Gets... What a twat! Like yeah. honestly, like he. And at the end, when they both confront him, and he's like, "Oh yeah," I'm ha-, and then he's, he sees them both. I mean, I, I wish there was just like a, I used to think, is there a hidden portion of the video that you know, <laughs> the, 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 the director's cut exactly? <laughs> <laughs> or the two of them get together. Brandy and Monica get. They're like, oh, we're together God. now. I want to live. That's what I want to see. That like is... you know, as a couple, that would have been incredibly amazing. But, um, oh, God. but also, like, it kind of uh, leads me to think, like, is the feud... Well, actually, what do you think? Do you think the feud was real or do you think it was media created to sell uh, song? I think it was what you mentioned earlier about it, if they build this animosity, the media do. And that tension, you almost would believe it. If you've not met that... I don't think they'd met each other. The way that the recording process went down was... So Brandy had obviously um, recorded the the initial version which was just her mm. and then they sent it to Monica's people at yeah. her record company and I think Clive Davis was the head of the um, record label that she mm-hmm. was um, signed to and I think they were like very keen for her to do it so the earlier recordings from memory were um, produced by um, Rodney Jerkins and all of Brandy's people but mm-hmm. they weren't happy with um, Monica's people weren't happy with the recording Yeah, so they were very much like no no no, no we're going to bring our producers in to produce her vocals so then Dallas Austin came into the oh, picture yeah, and he's always been her so how Brandy had Dark Child Dallas was Monica's producer so then he came in obviously he wanted to make sure that she was done justice because yeah. that like you mentioned earlier that is such an amazing vocal battle. Yes. Like, if you listen to all of those ad-libs at the end in particular, some of those notes are crazy. I mean, they, they struggle to sing it live. Yeah. Let alone anyone else covering it. It's a really, really hard song to sing. And it's it's clear that there was genuine rivalry in a, in, in a way that made the song better. Yes. It made the creative process probably push them a bit harder than they typically would because they had someone to compete against Hmm. and I actually heard that they had seven I think the producers were getting so frustrated they had to record seven different versions of it just to make sure it was even because if you look at it there's it's everything is equal yes it's very very equal it's very smooth there is like literally not a rough edge anywhere in that song it's like smooth as a a baby's (laughs) soul like you know <laughs> like a baby a foot of a, ba- a baby I don't know what I'm trying to say there something, something very smooth it is but it's yes. very it, it, it felt equal yes. and they wanted to I think that's one of the things Monica had stipulated she was like if I'm going to be on this song because I think she was against it initially mm. um, she was like I'm only going to do it if it's completely 50-50 mm. and 
and then that was the clear clear in the recording process that it was a very even song. So if you didn't know the background of the song, you would just assume that they came together they and came they did to, it together. And collaborated this exactly, exactly. collaborated. Because it's interesting, you know the bit, you know, the not yours but mine, mine. not yours but mine, <laughs> not yours but yeah. And then I always thought that like that was somebody else singing, but but I realised, yeah, you're so when you just said that there, I was like, actually, yeah, you're so right. There's like no. It really is fifty-fifty song. It's exactly. really split down the middle, and like you can you know, imagine that people. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in those recording studios to hear how they would bitch. Because I'm sure. So this is where I think the rivalry probably started from wanting to be better on the song in terms of who had the best vocals. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say either way. The, it's just beautiful. I love both of their performances. Yeah, but I do remember at school, my friend. So one of my tech, um, school books was yeah. exercise books was covered with a poster of Brandy Monica, and one of my friends snatched the book and she was like who do you think's pretty and I was like this is obviously in my closet today <laughs> in your straight days yeah. I, I was like oh, I loved Brandy I was a little bit more loyal to her probably yeah. because of Moesha and everything mm. else and I knew who she was <laughs> brand loyalty like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like no she's not Monica's pretty and I'm, you've seen the cover of the single haven't you yeah. I, I think Brandy looks better but anyway and then she took it around to all the boys she was like who do you think's prettier who do you think and then all the boys were picking Monica and I was like whatever bitch <laughs> give my textbook back to bring your fingerprints off my amazing you like poster. throw in the towel honestly <laughs> we've had it with you like <laughs> you need to yeah give it up honestly oh, but so let's talk about the um vma of 1998 oh, now yes. i'll be honest um i only saw that as part of my research but like as part of my research for like uh for the podcast yes. and uh, I mean, I think I'm going to watch that once a week now. Like I watch, <laughs> I like I watch J Lo and Shakira's uh, Super Bowl halftime show once a week because I love it so much. <gasps> and I think I'm going to add. Whole podcast on that. I'm going to add the VMAs to oh. the 1998 because like, it literally looks like a party where two cousins. <laughs> It looks like a, it basically looks like an Indian Rob. wedding where two cousins don't like each other. They stand on either side of the room, and then they're just kind of like wearing the most awful dresses. Well, actually, the dresses were really cool. That they were so of the time. Back of the time, it was a prom dress, a proper like, promy dress, like you know, satin. like taffeta and like scarf. And then you've got all these people fannying around in the middle, like doing this ridiculous dance, like you know, trying to create Marie Antoinette or some sort of like you know, kind of some medieval wrong banquet. Genre. Exactly. It was, it was and then when the girls come down the stairs slowly and then like even they wouldn't even stand next to each other there's like two more they each get a boy to stand in between oh, I loved it. and I was just like what on earth is this and I think that's the only live performance of the song that they did oh that's a good point I don't think other than maybe on recent tours that they've done I'm going to say recent probably in the last 10 years because <laughs> I yeah because I saw so I was so desperate to see a version of this live and I hadn't seen the Leno version uh-huh. because we didn't get so again we need to do a podcast all about how we would consume media back in the day because oh my it was God, so yeah. difficult and I remember seeing this on the VMAs mm. and I record and I, I think I re- no we missed recording it mm. so our neighbour down the street and I think MTV would show it a few times yes. in the UK so I think it showed at like prime time so it was so difficult because I think my neighbours down the street their parents were watching something at the same time and I told my friend I was like you better record it because I want to watch this <laughs> I'm again burn your house down <laughs> I was like, trust me, I need to see this and record. I, I need to see it again. And then eventually I got the recording and their bloody video recorder had some issue where it played perfectly at their house, but on mine, because you know you could do tracking back in the day? So it was getting this horrible lines in the bar. Oh, it would no. annoy me. So I still watched it a yeah. thousand times over. I, I rinsed it. I even passed that because that VHS around school, everyone watched it because of me. I should have worked for their marketing. <laughs> you should have got royalties. I'm I should have. Like... 
distribution partner. Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. The Wolverhampton circuit. Distributed by Sunny Grower. But I remember seeing, I mean, at the time, I was mm. so obsessed with them. I just didn't even notice any of the flaws in the. I mean, the vocally, it's not the most amazing <laughs> before. They were young. Girls. Well, apparently, Monica punched Brandy before that. And, like, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, that's media career. But when I watched the VMAs, I was like, you look like you've been slapped. You look really upset. And, like, she did not look like herself. And then Monica as well. They're both girls look really upset. And I just they thought, did. it looks like your entourages have really been like, oh, you're going to take that. You're going to take that. And I think it's literally. Like, but the poor girls of like, you know, because as an artist, I imagine that they need to be in a certain frame of mind to perform, and like to have that kind of, you know, um, be in that frame of mind, and then like to be, you know, have this kind of silly thing going on, exactly. you know, All that controversy, yeah. And then like, and the thing is, now it's stuck there for posterity. Yeah. Like, you know, in one way, I'm glad it wasn't in the digital age because then there'd be so much more receipts oh. about. You imagine all the tweets and everyone would be like, oh my god, and this and that, and then like, you know, the kind of PC brigade and. Oh. That's what. That's the difference, isn't it? Back then, they tried so hard to avoid drama because they did, especially Brandy's family. I know that she came from a very conservative background. Her mom yes. was very, very cons- in terms of her image. She wanted her to be very like um, graceful, and very clean covered cut, up, very cut. like girl next door exactly. kind of. Yeah, she was, and Monica was a bit more hood, hood, <laughs> and she was just like set, set yeah. it like it was. So I think back then, any kind of drama they wanted to kind of probably bring kind of maybe cover it up mm-hmm. whereas now they know any press is you know there's no press, press is good press it's yeah exactly good, press yeah. is good press and I remember thinking at the time like oh there's no drama really going on had no idea about the Jay Leno performance so Brandy had performed it by herself yes on Leno yes and she obviously did that with some sort of shady intent, probably. I mean, I'm not sure why she chose to sing, sing it without her. And I think, was that the background as to why they got punched? Is is that... It's apparently, it's, so that, it seems like in the timeline of events, that's what's happened. So the song was recorded, then Brandy, uh, yeah, performed it. But the thing is, like, when I think, like, to what I know now, I can't see, it uh, like, how that would have happened without Monica's knowledge or Monica's management's knowledge. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, the way the press make it out, it's just, like, kind of brandy. Turns up at the studio one fine day and, like, but do you know what? I'm going to perform the song and I don't care who, who knows about it. But Monica's management would have been notified and I wonder, like, did they not tell her? Like, she could have been promoting something else at the time. Who knows? Like, you know, it's like... You are so... You've, you've seen the best in her. You definitely... <laughs> no, do, do you know, it's just, I just think, like, with these few... Like, the thing is, as well, I was... Um, um, I've always like felt for Monica because, like as you said, like her her upbringing was really tough, and she really kind of soldiered her way to get to where she, you know her you know her talent was really what oh, propelled her. Beautiful voice, beautiful yeah. voice, and like thing is, she could have had a very different life. And I think that the fact that she kind of is where she is now is like commendable. And same with Brandy, and like so many artists are like that. Yeah. Like when we learn about their histories and stuff, and we see like they what they've had to endure. And like, can you imagine like you know as black females, they like obviously we can't talk to that experience no, no. but we can say that like you know they had to go through so much more Would than their probably like white counterparts yeah, or, or any of their contemporaries yeah would have have had to so um yeah, yeah. it's a shame and that's why i think they constantly talked about you know the the rivalry in the press really did fuel so much of the fire yeah and why do they do that with women? It doesn't typically happen with men, does it? You don't notice that it's... Um... Well, precisely. Like, you know, I mean, I, I guess, like, you know, I'm just trying to think of, like, male rivalry or, like, guys who don't like... I mean, obviously... It's not as common, is no, it? No, it's not. And, like, even, like, Biggie and Tupac, the way people don't 
talk about that in the way they but they respect you know, their music. That's yeah, definitely it's the music the topic, first, isn't it? Like Biggie had the better the beats or so and so. Yeah. Whereas people would be like, oh, Brandy's oh, Brandy's prettier or yeah. Monica's prettier, and it's like, why are you reducing the women down to just what their looks are when yeah. these are like, you know, Brandy's one of the greatest uh, vocalists Which of all time. Agree. Like you know, so so and Monica, yeah, like we like we were saying before that holy trio, Brandy, Monica, Aaliyah, they were like the best vocalists. Right. So, you know, oh, wow. amazing. So, but then when we talk about them, we always talk about this feud, and I think it's like it's interesting how our unconscious biases have kind of yeah. seeped into it all. And it's exciting. To be fair, I'm guilty of it. I, I definitely played into it in terms of that rivalry, and it's mm. fun. And I think when you're younger, you kind of yeah. pick an allegiance, don't you? Absolutely. You have something that you're very, you know, for. Mm. If anything, I think we've been kind of like brought up to kind of have these kind of biases. You know, the, when I think back to it now, when I think about like reading smash hits, or I was reading, you know, watching these snippet gossip shows or whatever, they kind of created that narrative for us, didn't they? Where it's like we—that's the only way we used to think about it. It's like who's better, who's prettier, who's yeah. this, who's that, and then who's yeah. But now we can see it where we're like, you know, all right, well look, put them in a potato sack, no makeup. Who sings a song better? <laughs> exactly. So you know. No, I love a, that sentiment, and I think it's it's how they've kind of carried it forward. That legacy of look, we're two women that are bit, I mean I know there's been a lot of back and forth between them yeah but again I think it's been fueled by the media and probably a few insecurities they're, they're human at the end of the yeah. day yeah they may end up making mistakes and saying things about one another mm-hmm. but guess what that's the industry and actually we don't even know if this is all strategic they yeah. could just be playing up to the press to keep that momentum going and if they are then more fair play to them, them. Yeah. exactly we're talking about them 22 exactly. years later you know <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of like if we look at where they are now I mean, because um, they actually, there was actually a follow-up single called It All Belongs to Me. Yes. And um, I think that was, that's a really good song. It's a beautiful song. And you know what? It proves, again, how amazing their vocals are and how they've grown. Because obviously they were young girls when they did that. Mm. We watched that video and we forget. I remember when I was that age as well. I just saw them as like women in their 20s that yes. were like so graceful, like absolutely, I mean the way they dress and their makeup, is, they looked flawless. Like yeah. if you watch that video now, you wouldn't think that they were probably teenagers, they were probably late teens, weren't they? Yeah, really? I mean like, so I think like they are slightly, like maybe 20 they're, they're a bit older than us. Yeah, 20. So if you imagine like when, say say we, you were I Brandy four, and I was Monica. 13, 14, yeah. Yeah, so imagine like you as a 14 year old and me as an 18 year old battling it out, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> the smash hits is mine. <laughs> but it's the, the VHS. <laughs> you can have it. That's stupid. So as soon as it came on, I was so grateful to MTV when they finally uploaded it in HD. I was like, at last, it came up a year ago, and I was like, at last, I can watch it without that horrible banner at the bottom. Can you imagine, like your your VHS? Like, I'd say, we need to write, we need to rewrite the verse or something about your VHS. <laughs> kind of like how your VHS went round to everybody. <laughs> and then my friends destroyed it for me because I was like so in love with the song I couldn't see any flaws in their performance and one of my friends was just like neither it was a great performance but neither of them could sing live and I was like oh god I was like you're right you're they can't they can't but well, it was it, they, were, yeah, they were young girls they were young girls then I mean like I've been very I'm you know hum- humble brag I'm alert <laughs> get ready everybody gird your loins um, I was lucky enough to see Brandy in <gasps> Chicago the musical oh in, on Broadway uh, in 2015. Amazing. So that was in Broadway, New York. <laughs> yes, that's right. I live in London, yeah, but I went coin. to New York. Yeah. <laughs> and like, here, another humble brag coming up. Um, I've seen Chicago over 15 times. I was really like, yeah, I know. So I've, seen it, so I've seen it like 10 times in Broadway. And I've seen it kind of, I've seen a local production here, which was dreadful. Um, and then I've seen a couple of, uh, you know, when it was on here oh, in wow. the UK. I saw it here as well. I can't remember who it was, isn't it? Someone that had dated Michael Jackson. I forgot her name. 
Lisa Marie Presley. Was there someone else less famous than that? That dated her. Dated. So many people have done like the the roles and stuff, like they played in it. Yeah. And so, and I remember because um, I was uh, trying to get to like another musical, and um, I saw that uh, the other musical had sold out. So I was just like, right, I'm going to go see Chicago. It's always my default, my backup plan because you can always get a ticket for Chicago. <laughs> um, and they were like, uh, oh yeah, and, it's Bra- and I didn't know who it was. And then like when the stage when it started because she was playing wow. Roxy, and oh my god, when I saw it was Brandy, I freaked out. I was just like. <gasps> And like there was like people sitting next to me, they were from Argentina, oh. and they were kind of like looked at me, and, they were, and I was like, "It's Brandy." It's like, yeah, Brandy. Like they knew who Brandy oh. was. And I was like, "This is just." And thing I is, I she was amazing vocally as well. Well, this is it. I've never ever seen anyone do it as well as wow. her. like in terms of like you know there would be mo- yeah. there'd be moments where like um, I've seen it, it's, 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 some of the uh, singers who do that role because it's such a vocal role. Yeah, they would like struggle to hit that note. Our girl was she like kind of like it. she not only went there, she went and checked out property prices, <gasps> checked out schools in the area, <laughs> and then she goes even higher. And I was like, oh my god! And the, the amount of control she exerted, and the acting and the depth she, I've never seen. And then also the Velma has been doing it for dogs years. Like every time I go to Broadway, it's the same fucking Velma. <laughs> and like she's like, I mean, credit to her, this woman is incredible. Okay, I need like to see every her. time I've seen it, she's given the same performance, and I was like. You've been doing this for a decade, and like she's been doing it for like forever. I can't remember her name. She's not famous. Yeah. Well, she's famous for doing that. Yeah. And even she, in Brandy's kind of like like, she couldn't compete. Like, Brandy just completely took. And I just thought that is so smart. And I just thought to, also it speaks to Monica and Brandy's abilities as act- actresses yes. as well. They're not just singers. No. They no. were so much. They're more than that. And like I think you know, like Brandy wrote as well. Yeah, exactly. And like, she's you know, like Monica. she's definitely a multi-threat in terms of her talents like you know acting so obviously Moesha is where I kind of really picked mm. up watching her and she did like a lot of Hollywood movies she did like horror movies like yes. you know you did last summer the sequel of course and that movie with Whitney Houston Cinderella yeah oh my god I mean like it's, it's just incredible like to think like how much they've uh, you know the careers they've had and like you know continue to have as well like you know it's quite interesting so let's um, so do you think so are you team Brandy or are you team Monica I think ultimately my loyalty is with Br- I love them both because yeah. I, I don't want to pick mm. but Brandy has been my girl for a long my first ever email address was Sunny Loves Brandy <laughs> at Hotmail.com <laughs> and so many people used to ask me they're like the drink I was like no the no, singer, the singer. <laughs> basic I mean you know so it just reminded me of something else I remember when her second single came out and it was Top of the World <gasps> which I love with Mace oh, Mace oh my god <laughs> Parliament on the Red <laughs> Come on. Oh, what was it cribs in, oh, I need to learn the rap again but going shopping in Benetton do you remember Benetton oh wow That's a thr- it's a different time. look it up on Depop Kids it's a brand you will love it it's really expensive yeah but I remember that we were in the shop and we mm. were trying to um, I think we were just looking for singles to buy and mm. one of the girls that I was with she was not my friend she yeah. was a friend of a friend and she, she picked up um, Top of the World and yeah. I was like oh and I was like oh what are you going to buy and, she, and I obviously knew what it was and I was wanting her to buy it because yeah. it frustrated me I just want a quick acknowledgement that it frustrated me that boy's mind did not go to number one because in oh, the UK in the UK did not go to number one because of those stupid bitches bewitched no what I, yes say la vie and I you know what no I was fucking so, way. so hardcore for Brandy and Monica that I actually never heard say la vie until probably 10 years later that was almost trigger you like I re- exactly <laughs> 
I was like, I'm not listening to it. So I had refused to hear it. And then I was in a club once and I was like, I've got to listen to this song now. And it was obviously shit. And I thought, I can't believe this overshadowed them becoming number one. That is an absolute disgrace. And the reason it didn't get to number one is because of the basic bitch that was in the store with me. I think <laughs> we were, no, friend of a friend. friend, of a friend. <laughs> we were in Woolworths or H&B in the Wolfren Centre of Wolverhampton. Shout outs to the Wolfren Centre. <laughs> Selhood. And I remember her pick I was like, So what are you buying? Because I wanted to yeah. talk about it. I was, yeah. I was excited that someone had brandy and she was like, Oh, I'm buying Top of the World by Brandy and Monica. <gasps> I was just like in my head I was like, bitch, put that down. Yeah, you exactly. do not deserve that. <laughs> How dare you? I was like, this is Can, oh, you they're not a duet. Did you Const- read Mace? Honestly, just because oh the dollar God. sign is an S. I was like, seriously, but I thought I need Brandy to get to number one. So please, <laughs> even these basic bitches need Once to buy again, this up. Royalties are due to Sonny Girl <laughs> doing the promotion for the, in the UK. But I can't believe the way. Oh my God, Cella yes. V. Cella V stopped it to getting number one. I can't no. believe that, like, you know, double denim beat. Brandy and Monica. That is, that is. I've never seen the video. I, I just remember lots of colours and them jumping up and down. I was like, I don't want to see it. Do you know? I think you had to be on drugs to enjoy that video. You had to go to drugs or a teenager who was just, you know, desperate for the next Late Spice 90s. Girls hit. Exactly. Because let's face it, Bewitched were no Spice Girls. Absolutely. Not. And like you know, I think at that time. Did they only... have another song? They did actually. They oh, did. sorry. But at the same, but now that I know that, I'm gonna. They're they're like brown listed. I'm not gonna like kind of <laughs> keep them there anymore. So. um Okay, well, we're going to... Well, I think that... So, yeah, but actually, no, I haven't mentioned who I'm... Uh, sorry, yes, yeah. sorry. No, no, so tell you, me. You, you. <laughs> podcast <laughs> is you know, mine. <laughs> you need to give it up, honestly. <laughs> Throw in the towel, Tell me, tell me. I think, um, you know, I think Brandy's amazing as well. But oh. I honestly have always been Team Monica. Wow, And nice. the, the reason for that is... Yeah. Um, I just like the fact that Monica kind of. <laughs> I just sorry, we're corpsing over here. Like, um, I just think that Monica's just like she, there's something about her. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I think Brandy's amazing. Don't get me wrong, and like you know, but um, <laughs> we'll be back right after. Okay, we're back after that short break. <laughs> um, so as I was saying, I'm Team Monica, and I think what it is, I don't know what it is about Monica, that there was something, I mean, I love Brandy, and I think Brandy was amazing, you know, she is incredible in that song. But there's something about Monica's attitude where she doesn't kind of give, I like the idea that she didn't just give it up or give it over. She's real. She's yeah. real. And I think that that whole, like, kind of camaraderie between the two of them, where it's the back and forth, I think that's key, the chemistry between those two yeah, singers is key to the is. song. It really, really is. And then, like, you know, kind of thinking of, like, um, kind of songs as well that they've done. I mean, like, my favourite Monica song. Tell me, yeah. So what my favourite, favorite? Mo- I would have to say, it's not actually The Boy's Mine. The Boy's Mine. It? It's The Boy's Not Mine. Um, <laughs> it's uh, The First Night. Do you remember oh, that? I want to get it down, on, but not the first, first night. That was such a jam. Oh, that video and, as well. Well, I think that was the follow-up single to The Boy's Mine. And I yes, think a lot of people were kind first. of like waiting for, like, where's the vote, you know. But having listened to it, like, you know, after The Boy's Mind was released and like a lot, you know, five years later, ten years later, I'm like, that is a Such a good song. So, so good. I mean, and I think that's my favourite Monica song. But then with Brandy, I've got three favourites. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So, obviously The Boy's Mind. Um, But actually, that's that's both of them. So that doesn't really count. Let's let's take that off the table. Exactly. Um, Almost Doesn't Count. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. That makes me want to cry, that song. Gorgeous song. That is like... 
any mood that you're in or if you're just like kind of you know i yeah it's just one of the most beautiful songs i've ever heard and then aphrodisiac Aphrodisiac. and that, uh, that was special because i uh, went to a dance class in central london uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i went to a dance class and that was the, one of the first songs uh, so the first ever song i danced to in that dance class was jagged edge dance floor which is oh such a jam anyway gosh. but the first time i actually got the goddamn routine <laughs> it was, was 24 exactly it was aphrodisiac because i remember oh. like um most of the songs, uh, the teacher had excellent music taste and gave me a proper music education. Like, yeah. you know, he'd play like Jagged Edge, 112, um, all these amazing songs. Next, Gosh. like we did Too Close, the original version before Blue. Oh, who? Yeah, exactly. Took it over. Um, but then I remember when Aphrodisiac came and like the choreography was really hard, but because I knew the song, that was the first time I nailed it. And I was like, wow. And then I was like, oh nailed my God, it. so if I know the song, then I will get the choreography. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, duh. <laughs> like, yeah. Ding. Ding. And yeah, I, I nailed the choreography. And I was just like, ever since then, every time I hear Aphrodisia. But I mean, she's got so many other great songs like Full Moon. Oh no, Full God. Moon. And then like there was a, uh, what was it? Never Say Never is a great song uh, on the album, Never Say Never Out, which is one of the best albums ever, I have to say. It, it really, I mean, it was so commercially successful as well. I think it sold 17 million. Wow. Sure. It was like a really high number. I'm mm. sure I might have completely made that up. I remember it being record breaking, and I don't think those sorts of sales numbers are hit these days. People consume music differently now, it's yeah. all about streaming, but mm. back then that was a, a high number, especially for a black female. I'm sure it was harder for them to end up getting that was a terrible thing to say was, should I? no 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 yeah. I think that's I think yeah. that's it's, it's honestly I think it's a big challenge isn't it yeah because like you know we, th- we take it for granted now that like a Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey or anyone kind of like has you know dominated the mainstream but yeah I think you're absolutely right yeah. in that time for like you know the teen bigger mark, challenge yeah. so I think it's a bigger success for that reason and mm. um, and I love that album and you just reminded me of Full Moon as well but when because I, I think most of my favourite songs of Brandy are from Never Say Never yeah. so I think about songs like um, almost doesn't count, like you said, and um, which is my other? Um, you don't know me like you used to. That oh. video with the whole Matrix movie. Yes, I loved that. I was so desperate for her to release that. So when she did, I was like, Oh my god, at last, I got a video answered. for this. But Full Moon is probably the the next favorite after the Boy Is Mine. Obviously, mm. that is my all time favorite song. Time, isn't of it? all, it's just brilliant. Exactly, I, I still love that song. Um, what about What about us? What about uh, what us? I love that phone. My friend yeah. had that phone, the Razor phone, the Motorola. <laughs> I loved it. Such a great. Oh. Song. I mean, like, I'm going to go and listen to that album. Like, I just love. It's so so good. And yeah. like, you know, it's interesting because again, like going back to what I was saying earlier about um, RuPaul interviewing Monica, oh, yeah. and he said that his one of his desert island. Um, Sunny just told a, a kingfisher. Oh my god! I was, I was expecting that to be a pigeon. To, to, just for context, we're in the middle of a park, um, <laughs> and like we have all these. Like we've had a robin. We've had like two pigeons the having a shag cool. on the trees above us and now we've got a kingfisher in front of us honestly it's like, um oh, it's really strange um yeah so rupaul said that monica's album the after the storm would be one of his desert island albums oh. but i was like i don't know if i, I would i never the heard whole it. Album. <laughs> <laughs> i never heard it i'm sorry i'll I was like, to I'd it. say never say never is one of my yeah. would be on my de- 
uh, Desert Island. De- definitely. That album, <laughs> I mean, the only frustrating... And I, I, it was different, again, how we consumed music back then. It was a CD mm. or a, a cassette. So you had... Well, yeah, actually, you could skip. You could do randomizers, couldn't you, on that? But, well, yeah, you could fast-forward it, but you never get it as clean as you do now, whereas you can just literally, on Spotify or whatever, just hit go that back and, and like, next one, skip. Exactly. exactly. But they'd always have those little brand... I don't, can't remember if Monica had it on her album, because I didn't get Monica's album until much later on. <laughs> when it got reduced. <laughs> yeah, when it got... Re- I mean, I don't even think... I I, I don't even know why it didn't register. There was a re- maybe because of I was so loyal to Brandy. I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to them. But also, I don't think it got a wider release or publicity as not Brandy's in the UK. Did. Yeah, definitely not. Mm. And I remember th- they'd always do those little intros before the song. Yes. Remember when they'd like say mm. something? And it was her talking to Rodney Jenkins, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like. Yeah. When you put songs on um, shuffle, yeah. it doesn't work because it remember on the writings on the wall of yeah. Destiny's Child album. Thou shall and, thou shall, and then it was always in front of the wrong song. I was yeah. like, what? I was like, I, I'm, I'm, all I remember is Thou shall not burg. Yeah, say my name, say my And you're like, what? Where did that come from? The, you know, it came from nowhere. Oh my God, I love the brat, especially the one after Full Moon when she calls up somebody. I think there's like. Oh, was it before Happy? Possibly, yeah. I think because I oh what is it Cause when I, she was in the Beverly Centre yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't knock the Beverly Centre I've had so I've much been fun to the Beverly Centre I love it <laughs> to be fair it's only like the top three floors which are fun everything else is just a car park oh, but um, Beverly Centre is fun yeah. Oh my god, I really need to listen to that album again. But into, and then in Monica's side, so I think one of my favourite songs from I, I completely forgot about First Night until you said it, but it's probably one yeah. First Night. And then there's a few other songs from that album which I do love. And again, it plays back to me and how we consumed our music back then. Mm. We I used to tune our Sky Receiver to get other channels that weren't on the standard list for Sky and one of them was MTV Germany <laughs> and they, I'm not kidding you they nailed it they would show all the earliest videos like I remember first seeing Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle on that yeah. way before everyone else mm. at school so I was the one walking in saying have you not heard it yet? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give it and then I heard about so many artists that I love and they didn't really kind of cross over unfortunately there's one Swedish singer Kenda I loved her I'm going to send you the, the oh link God, don't bring sand you know to the you, beach you've spoken about her before and you I have like, do you have you heard of Kenda and I was just like what is that a, a, you know is that a natural sweetener or something like what don't bring sand to the beach I'm going to send you a link to it you're going to love it and <laughs> I saw the video for Monica on one of their like R&B hours or something mm-hmm. For Street Symphony, and if you've not seen that video, I don't think it ever got. I don't. I don't think it's ever been played on regular on TV. Mm. It was one of her, probably maybe after First Night. It's an amazing video. That dress in the beginning of the video, but the song takes about fifteen seconds to start because mm. she's just doing all these crazy ad libs at the beginning. It's like just get on with the song, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> but that video, you just see, it's like a almost like a Romeo Must Die kind of moment in the movie. I mean, it's probably not, but it just felt so movie-like to me, that music yeah. video. So I love Street Symphony. You've got to hear Street that. Symphony. Okay, I'm going to add Street that to my Symphony. list. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, we are massive fans of both of them. Yeah. And like, like I said, the song, ins- <clears throat> it's inspired the title of this podcast. And like, yeah. I think it, it stands for so much more. And I think... Um, Especially for like our generation, yeah, and like the generation, yeah. If you were around at the time, but I think it's it's one of those. It just because it, it transcends, they, doesn't it? Trans- it? People know that song they did now. that remix with Destiny's Child, didn't they? As well, like oh, um, the girl is mine. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. so the, it was the boy's mine, and then was it um, girl? girl yeah. by Destiny's Child, wasn't it? Which is the, Destiny's the, fulfilled. Oh my god, that is one of the best songs ever. <gasps> De- I mean, Destiny's Child deserves their own podcast, honestly, because like, <sighs> they we will have to talk about the writings on the wall is one of my favorite oh, albums. Oh my god. Time. 
that album it's so much. It's so good. Like everything from the like, artwork to like, you know. Um, <laughs> Five different members. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a revolving we do, we door. Do a special episode just on the makeup of Destiny's Child. <laughs> just about everything Destiny's Child. I mean, what an amazing. I like the Sugar Babes, yeah. aren't they? Like, everyone's had a go. <laughs> and also, yeah, it's interesting how the pop industry tried to recreate so many artists like so for example like we were saying with Spice Girls and Bewitched mm. and then like I mean we didn't really have like a brandy I suppose we had Jamelia <gasps> no shade I love Jamelia, Jamelia. I love Superstar best... is a jam I love oh the god. first song Money oh Money ha, 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 ha. yes oh my god that was like the first time I thought you know what we can do the R&B like the American yes oh my god remember then... Call Me <laughs> don't forget to call me oh my god and what was that song Thank You Thank you. That was Thank such an you. anthem and such a beautiful man. You know, no, I'm a, I, I like Jamelia. No, I do. Backtrack, backtrack. No, but no, I, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? We never really in the UK created an artist of that. Kind Not of, of that caliber. I think they were. They're very special artists, yes. aren't they? Really, like I don't think we can compare. And I think the American process and like kind of the investment and the experience they had is uh, that's why into that genre and definitely. Yes. I agree. I mean, I think we've got probably some of the best artists coming out of the UK haven't yeah we have got, yeah, it's not to say we but don't back have then, I don't think yeah. in terms of R&B I don't think we had that you're no. right we, we didn't have that we didn't really hit it and I think our for definitely here in London like um, Grand Prix London we, Garage was the big thing <gasps> oh. but I don't know if we reach Wolverhampton and you're talking about <laughs> it originated from Wolverhampton <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Heath Town it was Where? proper hood <laughs> is that north of Watford sorry I don't know what, what zone is that did it have a tube station? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, oh, well, listen, Sonny, I think the only thing left really to say is, um, you know, the podcast is mine. No, excuse me? You need to give it up. It's mine. It's had about enough. <laughs> you need to give, give it, it up. up. <laughs> the podcast is mine. <laughs> mine. We hope you've enjoyed listening to The Podcast Is Mine. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. And of course, share it with a friend if you think they'd like it too. You can also follow us on all the socials. So we are on Facebook and Instagram at uh, The Podcast Is Mine. On Twitter, we are Podcast Is Mine. Uh, or you can email us at The Podcast Is Mine. That's all one word at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing The Podcast Is Mine.